Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Tonight uh, we're looking at the 15th chapter of Revelation. We've been, we've been kind of uh, going through the book of Revelation at a snail's pace and things are getting to where they're getting ready to, to speed up here. Um, we left off the last time at, and uh, I kind of reviewed uh, Revelation 14 again last week because it had been so long since we looked at this. And so tonight uh, we're kind of getting back in the swing of things and uh, we're looking at uh, Revelation chapter 15 and 16 uh, tonight. And 15 is not very long. It is a chapter that uh, sets up the events of chapter 16 and it says that uh, uh, John says in chapter 15 he says and I saw another sign uh, this phrase is uh, in the book of Revelation something like 28 different times uh, it's uh, this phrase I saw another sign and it, each time it's mentioned it uh, uh starts a new uh, segment or a new um, uh, section of events that are happening. And that's exactly what's happening here. Chapter 15, he says, I saw another sign uh, in heaven and great and marvelous. Uh, he's describing the sign. And he says, seven angels having... Uh, seven plagues uh, for it in them was filled up with the wrath of God and I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over the his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Uh, for thou are only art holy. For all the nations shall come and worship before thee, and thy judgments are made manifest. Uh, so... In this section, uh, the first section of chapter 15, uh, John is basically showing us an image that he's seeing. And, and basically what he is seeing through the description is, is that he's seeing into the judgment, uh, into the throne room of God. And he is seeing into the very uh, presence of God. And he is seeing... Uh, these angels that are uh, declaring the glory of God and they're singing praises. It says that they were singing the uh, the song of Moses, uh, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, uh, and they were 
praising God. And it also says that they, uh, while he's seeing this image of these angels singing and declaring, uh, he also sees these seven angels that have the the plagues, the last plagues that uh, God is going to pour out upon the earth. Uh, and he saw, and he sees a, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And uh, this is uh, the image of heaven that we have seen throughout the Book of Revelation. And it is, uh, it is uh, also a foreshowing uh, of the image of, of heaven uh, at the very end of Revelation, Revelation 22. And so um, this is a looking into the very presence of God and we're seeing uh, that this, these punishments, these ra- uh, this wrath is pouring out, is pouring out from God and it's uh, pouring out from the very presence of God. Uh, so this is not just uh, things that are happening. These are uh, the, the wrath of God that is about to fall upon mankind. And he says, and after he sees the, uh, the image of the angels singing and, and after he sees uh, all of this that's happening, he says in verse 6, uh, or verse 5, And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. Now, you have to remember that uh, uh, the, the children of Israel for many, many uh, years while they were wandering through the wilderness, had as their uh, the place in which they worshipped was the tabernacle. And uh, that is different from the temple. The temple was built by uh, um, Solomon. Uh, it was started by uh, David. Uh, David didn't actually build on the temple, but he gathered all the materials together and kind of laid out the plans and the, and the, and the, uh, all of the... Uh, the necessary things that had to be done, but Solomon built the temple. And so uh, John is talking about uh, this tabernacle of uh, the testimony, and he's hearkening back to the days in which Israel is very familiar with the uh, uh, traveling uh, temple of God where they worshiped. And uh, this is uh, most likely uh, because of the fact that uh, at the time of John, uh, the temple's either uh, been already destroyed or is is uh, in the process of not being able to be used uh, by the people of Israel to worship, and so he reverts back to the understanding of the tabernacle of God, and he says uh, there he says, uh, uh, but this is this is something that he's seeing in heaven, so he's saying uh, that uh, the very uh, uh, presence of God is in heaven, not with man in the temple. And he is saying that, uh, that he is looking upon that uh, and the heavens was opened up. And in verse 6, And the seven angels came out of the temples, having uh, the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels... Uh, seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who lived forever and ever, who liveth forever and ever. So uh, the beasts that he's referring to are the beasts that are surrounding the the, uh, altar, or not the altar, but the the throne of God. Uh, Remember that God's... uh, uh, 
around the very presence of God, the, uh, the, uh, the throne of God, are these four beasts. And then you have the, the elders that uh, are sitting around uh, uh, that. And then you have uh, the angels. So um, he, that's the beast that he's referring to, is the, one of the four beasts that is around the, uh, the place in which God is seated on the throne. And he says that uh, he, these, uh, uh, this beast gives to the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God. Uh, and he says, And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Uh, this is hearkening back to the time in which Solomon consecrated the temple in uh, Jerusalem, and uh, the very presence of God came and filled the temple, and they were unable to go into the temple because of the very presence of God uh, uh, in the in the form of this uh, this uh, smoke that uh, fills the temple. Uh, so it says the glory of God, the smoke, the glory of God filled uh, the temple, and uh, it uh, directs the reader to uh, observe the angels rather than God uh, by this uh, action of the of the the presence of God filling the temple and uh, no one was able to fill uh, to go into the temple verse six uh, chapter 16 says and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth and this is the voice of God that's speaking. It is the voice that God is directing these angels to go and pour out uh, these vials upon the earth. And this is the wrath of God that has come. Uh, this is the very thing that the, the people of Israel have always uh, looked towards. And that was the great and mighty day of God that they all re- always refer. And in their mind throughout history, it's always been God coming and bringing judgment upon all those who stood against the people of Israel. Uh, all of those who uh, uh, took over uh, the promised land that expelled them from the promised land that took them into captivity, that, uh, that ruled over them. They always looked towards the day. Uh, and during Jesus' day, it was always uh, the great and mighty day of God uh, that they were always looking towards. This is the day that they were, uh, that God's fulfilling uh, that uh, the great day of God in which He comes and He uh, pours out His wrath upon mankind. But it's not just upon uh, those who are uh, outside of... Uh, the Jewish people believed that it was everybody that was outside of the Jewish race. Everyone who uh, did not uh, was not a child of Abraham uh, but what God is in essence doing is, is He's saying, no, it's not just the children of Israel. It's anyone who has uh, uh, this wrath is falling upon anyone who has uh, uh, worshipped the beast and worshipped the, uh, the Antichrist. And so uh, He says, and the first went 
and pour out his vial upon the earth. And there fell on the noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them that which worshipped his name. And so the first one is uh, his, uh, God is unleashing boils on those who took the mark of the beast upon them. This does not affect anyone else on earth but those who accept in the mark of the beast. And so all those who are uh, uh, standing in resistance to uh, taking upon themselves the mark of the, the beast upon their hand or their forehead and did not worship him, uh, do not receive this uh, this judgment upon them. The, the bulls is reminiscent of uh, the uh, plagues that fell upon Egypt and uh, it is uh, an indication of God's wrath upon uh, those who uh, are not part of His uh, people because they have accepted the mark of the beast. It says, uh, The second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became uh, the blood of the dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And so the second bowl is poured out upon the sea, and all of uh, the seas turned to blood. And he says that it's as the blood of a dead man, and every creature that is living in the sea uh, dies. Everything that is living in the sea uh, uh, dies. This is uh, a parallel to the second trumpet that happens in Revelation 8, 8 and 9 in which uh, uh, the trumpet um, is sound, the second trumpet is sounded and a third of uh, the seas are turned to blood. And uh, this is also reminiscent of the first of the plagues of Egypt in that, uh, if you remember that, uh, Moses t- uh, touched his staff to the Nile River and it turned to blood. And then uh, he caused, uh, God caused the, uh, not just the water that was in the Nile River, but also all the water that was in pitchers and in wells and in rivers and everywhere, uh, they were plagued with uh with the water turning to blood. And so the uh, second and third uh, uh, bowl judgments are uh, reminiscent of that judgment upon the earth. Um, And uh, the third trumpet uh, judgment that is in uh, Revelation 8, 10, and 11. Uh, But in that one, uh, the water turns bitter as opposed to, if you recall, uh, the third trumpet, uh, a star falls from heaven, falls in the oceans, and uh, the waters turn bitter rather than turning into blood. Um, so, And this is also an indication that uh, in chapter 15 it says that uh, uh, all of these witnesses were standing around uh, and praising God and worshiping Him, uh, many believe that those were the prophets that had been uh, uh, killed by those who uh, worshipped the the beast and worshipped uh, the antichrist. And so, uh, these uh, the blood uh, that is in the rivers 
uh, and the blood that's in the seas is the blood of the prophets that uh, of those who resisted God and turned away from God and killed those who stood and spoke in the name of God. Let's see. The bowl number four. Uh, let's see. Now heard an angel of the water saying, uh, verse, this is verse 5, uh, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because Thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, and Thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And verse 7, And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord, God Almighty, true and righteous are Thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire, and so, uh, and the men were scorched with great heat, and the bla- and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And so, the fourth bowl is poured out upon the sun, and it causes the sun to be so powerful that it causes people to basically burst into flames. Um, this is a Another judgment of God pouring out on those who are uh, have been evil, and it is also an indication that uh, with this in these verses that uh, they uh, did not turn back to God. Uh, you know, when uh, when I was a little boy, uh, believe it or not, I would do something bad every once in a while that deserved a spanking, and I'm sure. Uh, all of you can remember that when you were young that you did uh, certain things that might have deserved a spanking. And let me tell you something. When I got a whooping, um, I was sure to be telling Mama that uh, I wasn't going to do it ever again. And usually it was an imple- a plea to stop with the spanking. You know, I won't do it again. I won't do it. And, and she's sitting there spanking uh, and uh, driving home the fact that yes, I will not do it again because I will get uh, another spanking if I did do something wrong, and and this is in essence uh, the uh, the reason for God pouring out these judgments upon mankind throughout Revelation, as you recall from our study from before. Throughout all of this, God is giving them opportunity time and again to repent of their sinful ways, to turn away from uh, the enticement of the beast and the enticement of the false prophet uh, and turn away from all of these things that are uh, drawing them away from God. And this was the problem that God had with Israel for so long. Also was is that they were the people of God. They were people who had seen the very uh, presence of God uh, deliver them from so many things, from uh, delivering them from slavery and 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 leading them through the wilderness and providing food, providing water, and helping them through so many things uh, all throughout their history. And yet, time and again, time and time again, they would fall away from God and begin to worship other gods. And we think uh, how stupid they must have been to do all of that. And yet mankind is, even to this day, there are people who are saying uh, that we must be the uh, the stupid ones for believing in a God 
Uh, and uh, throughout history, man has seen the very power and the presence of God and things that He has done and things that He has, uh, has been doing throughout history. How can we possibly not realize that it is God who is trying to draw us back into a love relationship with Him, back into a right relationship. And time and again, mankind turns away from God. And even here, in the midst of these judgments pouring out from God, causing the, the sun to scorch people and uh, burn them up, causing uh, uh, the sea to turn to blood, and all of this, and all these boils and everything, all of this uh, continues to uh, to plague these people, and yet they do not turn their hearts back to God. Instead, in verse nine, it says, "And they blasphemed God's name uh, uh, because they blamed God for these things happening, rather than blaming themselves and their own sin." For uh, that's like blaming your parent for spanking you for for uh, the fact that you did something wrong. It's ridiculous, uh, but yet we as as humanity uh, continue to turn away from God and blame God for the things that we're doing. Uh, so uh, the fourth bowl is that God causes the sun to burn people up. Then the fifth bowl. Uh, is the exact opposite. And the fifth angel, verse 10, uh, poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Uh, this parallels the effect on the sun. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, this parallels the the darkness that was... Uh, brought upon the Egyptians during the time in which God was seeking to deliver the children of Israel from uh, slavery in Egypt. Uh, the darkness was so great that uh, it says that they were gnawing on their tongues because it was physically painful, the darkness. Uh, so many times we uh, don't truly understand darkness for what it, for what it is. We uh, are able to go outside and even if all the lights go out because of a power out outage uh, there's still this the light from the stars the, the light from the moon uh, being ref uh, that is the reflection of the sun uh, from the moon uh, onto the moon uh, we still have light even though uh, there is uh, no artificial light uh, when Robin and I lived in West Virginia we took a trip to one of the coal mines that had been set up as an exhibition mine. And uh, you rode a, a, one of the uh, cars that they took down into the mines uh, to carry the miners and to bring out the coal. Uh, you, you rode one of those down into the mine uh, quite some distance. And during the... Every time uh, during the presentation, they would turn out the lights and let you see how truly dark it was in there. And uh, it, you couldn't even, you could put your hand like this in that coal mine and you still couldn't see your hand. You could not see anything uh, because of, of the fact that this utter darkness. And this darkness that God causes to fall upon uh, humanity is so great that uh, they it is complete darkness and they 
are to the point of gnawing on their tongues because of the pain brought on by the lack of light. And this also is a reflection of the fact that they are without God and God is uh, uh, the source of light uh, in the new heaven that will come at the end of Revelation. And this is uh, indicative of the fact that they are without God completely. And so God causes them to experience true darkness without any uh, light at all and they it is so dark that it is painful uh, but instead of turning to God they blasphemed God once again in heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds again and again and again God is is doing these things to try and draw mankind back to him and yet they turn away from him instead and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereon was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And so this vial or bowl was poured out upon the Euphrates River, and the waters dried up, and uh, it caused something else to happen as well. It, uh, and we, we continue to read, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, now the mouth of the beast, and now the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of the devils working miracles which uh, go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Uh, he says in verse 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together in a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, uh, Armageddon. And so uh, this bowl of judgment is basically war upon uh, those who are uh, there uh, the whole world is basically going to come into one place and be brought together for a great battle against God. Uh, this this bowl of judgment is is that the waters be dried up to the point that uh, that the, the kings are able to march their armies into the area of Armageddon, and uh, it says that the spirits. Uh, uh, came from the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the prophet and uh, went out and basically they are sowing the seeds of unrest to bring uh, all the, the powers of the world together in one place for this great battle that is about to come. Verse 17 says, uh, brings the last bowl and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven and from the throne saying, It is done. This is the final judgment of God. And, and in this judgment, when uh, the angel pours out his vial or the bowl, um, uh, what precedes the judgment is the voice of God uh, saying, It is done. This mirrors what Jesus said when He was on the cross of Calvary. Remember when He said, uh, when He was about to offer up His Spirit unto the hands of God, He said, it is finished. Here the voice of God says, it is done. He is completing uh, the work of, of uh uh, righteousness upon mankind, bringing about the judgment upon man 
saying his work is complete. Uh, And so it says, And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty the earthquake and so great. And so the four, uh, the seventh bowl is is to bring about a great earthquake, but that's not all. It is an earthquake greater than any magnitude that man has ever experienced, but also... Uh, verse 19 in the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell and great Babylon came uh, in remembrance before God to get uh, unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath and so uh, this seventh bowl is also to bring uh, wrath upon Babylon but it's also a splitting of the city of the great city into three uh, and it says and every island fled away and the mountains were not found and there fell upon men a great hell out of heaven every stone about the weight of a talent and men blasphemed God because of the plague of hell for the plague thereof was exceedingly great so uh, not only was there hell but the earth I mean the earthquake uh, but it uh, split the the great city in three it caused everything to lay flat and to be uh, leveled out and hailstones fell upon uh, everything that was there uh, so much so that it, it brought great destruction and so all of these things are a prelude to the uh, the great battle that is coming uh, of mankind battling the uh, the army of God and and, uh, and Armageddon, and so uh, this is setting up uh, the very final uh, destruction of of the powers of Satan uh, to try and separate man from God, and this is God pouring out His judgment upon all those who are uh, desiring to uh, stay away from God and and not return to God, but and uh, instead are blaspheming God, and so. Uh, This is great judgment that is falling. But in this judgment, we have seen uh, that God has uh, given mankind all of this time to to come to repentance. Even in the midst of this, uh, there was opportunity for repentance because it says that instead of turning to God, they blasphemed God and they did not turn back to God. Uh, So even in the midst of all of this punishment, all of this judgment is yet another opportunity that God is is seeking to bring uh, mankind back to a proper understanding of their relationship to God. And uh, it is a relationship that has righteousness at its foundation, the holiness of God and God's desire that mankind be holy as He is holy and God's desire that mankind would be in union with God and, and being uh, in that uh, that relationship that He's desired for so long. And so uh, we've seen a great amount of destruction but all of that destruction is is to to try and bring mankind back to a right relationship to him Uh, so uh, that is uh, chapter 15 and 16 and we're leading up to a culmination of of uh, the book of revelation at the towards the end